Greetings, and welcome to the Pampering Myself Podcast, an advocacy for self-care. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and most importantly, we'll learn that you can't pour from an empty cup. You'll hear stories, interviews, and conversations which will empower you in living your best life. Go red, go red, yay! Well, ladies, in case you're wondering what all the hype is about, Yesterday was Friday, February 7th, and why was that important to all of us is because it was Heart Month, America's Heart Month, which we have been celebrating in February ever since President Lyndon B. Johnson proclaimed Heart Month in 1964. Now, the purpose of it is for us to come together and ignite a wave of red across the globe. And in case you missed it this year, you probably want to participate in it next February and wear red or donate money or volunteer for some organization that's participating in it because heart disease is the number one cause of women's death. And so we want to continue with that celebration today. Now, there are several things that go on across during the month of February. Volunteers, survivors, and supporters amplify the Go Red for Women and delivering life-saving messages to raise awareness and encourage action. Now, this includes knowing your numbers, your family history, recognizing the signs and symptoms of heart attacks and strokes, and participating in research. More importantly, learning CPR in the event that you have to use it on a loved one, and making healthier lifestyle changes. So today I chose to talk about knowing your numbers, which is really important. Just about all of us at one point or another have doctor's visits, and it should be more often than not. But a lot of times, the younger a person is, they feel they don't feel the need to go to a doctor. So hopefully this message uh, will be passed down on to our younger generation because statistics are showing that young people also have heart attacks. Most often, by the time they have the heart attack, it is too late because signs and symptoms are just not there, and we don't recognize them, nor do they, because everyone thinks that they're too young. Now, I know on our last episode, we talked about hypertension, but in lieu of this being National Heart Month, some of this may be a little repetitive, but it's important, and it's important to get the word out and to raise awareness. So what the American Heart Association considers as knowing your numbers that are vital are five factors. That's your total cholesterol, your blood pressure, your fasting glucose, here's something we haven't talked about before, body mass index, and your waist circumference. So those Five numbers are vital. Now, I have to admit for myself, when I go to the doctor and they want to do lab work, generally what happens is 
the blood is drawn, and my doctor will say if there's any concern, I'll contact you. If not, then they'll see me on my next visit. Now, because I have high blood pressure, I do see my doctor every three months, and that's more for her to regulate it. It's never really been a concern um, because I do follow her advice and I stick to my medication, as I shared in the last podcast, which is really important um, for any uh, medical condition that you follow the doctor's recommendation and that you take your medicine as you should. So when I decided a couple of, um, I'll say a couple of visits ago, I decided to start getting a copy of it, regardless of whether or not she thought it was important. Because I can remember before my husband got on blood pressure medicine, the doctor saying, oh, you're borderline. Okay, so what does borderline mean and how close to that high is he? So I've now convinced him to start asking for a copy of his lab work. They will give it to you. Most often it's at no charge. And those are things you can compare and see for yourself where your numbers should be. So I'm going to share those numbers as we go along here. Uh, According to the American Heart Association, what it is reported as being normal levels. So the first thing we're going to talk about is cholesterol. Well, cholesterol is a waxy, fat-like substance that's found in all cells of your body. Now, your body does need some cholesterol to make these hormones, uh, to make vitamin D, and it sustains substance that help you digest foods. So you need it. Now, when your cholesterol is elevated, Well, that means you're subject to certain risk factors, such as heart disease, strokes, peripheral arterial disease. Um, These are the mechanisms involving cholesterol in all three diseases. It's the same. Buildup of plaque within the arteries, disease blood flow, and affecting the function of the cells and the organs. So cholesterol is really important because it plays a vital part of how your cells function in your body. And when we think about cells, um, we don't really think about them. You know, we just know, okay, you got high cholesterol. It's elevated. So cut back on some eggs, do a little exercise, and we kind of downplay it. But the older you get the more it's affected because your body, of course, naturally um, slows down in production of uh, certain things. So cholesterol levels should be less than 200. I remember a friend and I were taking a test at work. They were giving free, we worked at a hospital and they were doing these free lab draws and they gave us our numbers. And, of course, we didn't really know what the numbers meant. This was many years ago. And we compared our numbers when we got back in the office. And it's funny, we just laughed about this uh, a week or so ago. When we looked at it, there was such an extreme difference in a high and low between our numbers that she said one of us, is sick (laughs) because 
one of us had a number that was uh, low and the other one had a number that was high. And so once we figured out what those numbers meant, absolutely, one of us was totally out of range. And so that's important to know what that number is because it contributes to heart attacks and strokes, etc., heart disease. So the next thing we're going to talk about numbers is blood pressure. Now, blood pressure has two numbers. We know the systolic blood pressure, which is the first number, the top number, indicates how much pressure your blood is exerting against the artery walls when the heart beats. And the diastolic blood pressure, which is the second number, indicates how much pressure your blood is exerting against your artery walls while the heart is resting between beats. Now, we talk about this in our last episode, again, about high blood pressure and hypertension, which makes the heart work harder than normal. So if you're 20 pounds or more overweight or reached menopause or have someone in your family with high blood pressure, then most likely um, you have it. And that's according to Mayo Clinic. Now, high blood pressure generally develops over years, although I shared that I was diagnosed at 15. So I don't know when it started, but at 15, I definitely had it. And fortunately, um, it can be detected if you pay attention to signs, but it's also called the silent killer. My sign was severe headaches. Um, so when something is not right with the body, it kind of gives you a signal. And once you know you have high blood pressure, well, you can work with your doctor to control it. And so that I have. The normal blood pressure reading, again, this there is some uh, ups and downs with this, which is 120 over 80, uh, depending on a lot of factors. But that is what the American Heart Association considers as a normal blood pressure. The third factor in knowing your numbers is the fasting glucose. And this, of course, addresses the amount of sugar that is in your body. And when we look at sugar, according to the American Diabetes Association, we're talking about the potential risk for diabetes. Now, there are three, possibly more types, but I'm going to address the three. Type 1, according to the American Diabetes Association, there are 1.25 million Americans who have it. And this can occur at any age, regardless of your race, shape, or size. So that means you can get diabetes at 12 years old, and we know there are a lot of children. You can get diabetes at 50 years old, and you can be diagnosed with diabetes at 90 years old. So it is not uncommon that people are diagnosed later in life or early in life um, because it can happen. Type 2 diabetes, which is the most common form of diabetes, is where the body doesn't use insulin properly. And while some people control their blood sugar levels with healthy eating and exercise, 
others might need medication or insulin to manage it. And then there is just testinal diabetes, which is developed during pregnancy. Now, according to the American Heart Association, those numbers should be less than 100. And they have a lot of uh, kits, portable kits that you can get. I did purchase one myself just to be able to monitor uh, myself and know what my blood sugar levels are. I've never been diagnosed with it. That doesn't mean uh, I can't get it because type 1, again, a lot of these things depend on your lifestyle. When we talk about lifestyle, that means your exercise, the food you eat, your environment. I know uh, my husband and I have debated over time how we talk about relatives and how long they live. And he often says that his family has longevity. Uh, his mother died at 90, oh, I want to say it might have been 92, I can't quite remember. And his father was well up in his 80s. And they had some other relatives in their family that were up in age. And until recently, I had totally forgot um, about my uh, ancestors because my mother died at a very young age of lung cancer, uh, under 40, I'm sorry, under 50. And then my father was in his 80s from multiple bouts of cancer. And when I look at them, I just think that, oh, my family, you know, doesn't have any longevity. But as I was looking through a family album that was created by one of my cousins, my father's father was 105, and, my, and his siblings, one reached 114. All four made it, one made it to 87, and the other three were over... 90, 114, did you hear me? That is longevity. Not to say that I want to live to be 114, but my point was because they had different times. They lived in different times. They didn't eat the same food we ate. Their environment wasn't the same as ours. They probably got more exercise because uh, my father's People lived on a farm in Texas, and so they grew their own food, and they probably had to do a lot of walking, so they got any exercise. And so we're, we're, not, we're not the same. You can't compare uh, us. We're not apples to apples. We're apples to oranges because we do things differently. Our technology, um, advancement, things of that nature, the chemicals that they put in the foods, all of it uh, has something to do with how long we live. More importantly, what we don't do. So it all makes a big difference. Factor number four is body mass index, and that's considered the uh, BMI. And that addresses how much fat is in the body. And they do a comparison by getting those numbers um, 
it eliminates your body fat by comparing or it estimates the body fat by comparing your weight and your height. And so there's a formula that uh, they've come up with that says if you weigh this much and you're this height and you should, your body fat should be this. It can either be done with a handheld tool, which I've had many years ago. Not many doctor's offices um, offer that. But there's a scale now, a weight scale. I have one. I haven't stood on it in a while. But there is a weight scale that you stand on. And it when it gives you your weight, it also gives you your BMI. Now, as far as accuracy... I'm not sure if it's 100%, but even if it is off by just a tad bit, uh, it would still be worth knowing. And then there's the fifth one, which is called weight circumference. Uh, the weight circumference and the BMI is t shows if you have too much body fat, especially in your waist area. And it puts you at a higher risk for health problems. So when they talk about a large waist and having uh, body fat, then that is what is unhealthy. Now, if you can remember, or if you watched Oprah many years ago, when she was on that first diet, well, I don't know what number it was, but when she rolled out that fat inside of a wagon, that was truly something to see because I remember how um, much fat that was and to think that that was actually um, over her body was uh, mind-boggling. So you want to look at these five numbers. Uh, the BMI and may be a little difficult unless you buy a scale. Uh, the weight circumference can be done with a tape measure you can simply uh, go online and Google it and find out what the um, formula is. Sorry, I didn't get a chance to get the formula. But most importantly, you want to make sure that on your next doctor's visit that you ask for a copy of your lab results because it is very, very important that you keep track of that. So just to recap one more time, we want to make sure that we know our cholesterol numbers, which have to be less than 200. You want to make sure that, or hopefully your blood pressure is somewhere in the neighborhood of 120 over 80, being mindful that it could go up or down depending on your uh, situation. But it is, if it is definitely too low or too high, then I'm sure your doctor will address that. So please follow up on that. And number three, for the fasting glucose, that should be less than 100. Some of the remedies for lowering your cholesterol would be definitely exercise and watch the content of cholesterol in your foods. The body mass index, you want to be conscious of that, although you may not have access to that, but there are tools out there that can get you those numbers, especially if you're in the market for a new scale. Uh, look for one, a digital scale that will also give you the BMI. 
and just note that it may or may not be accurate, but as close to possible. I don't think I gave you the, that number for the waist circumference, uh, which is 35 inches. Now, of course, um, in this society where there's a lot of fast food and we are stress eaters and don't exercise as much as we could or should, then that may not be a uh, real number, but it is a number to strive for. And then finally, the um, waist circumference, which still falls under that uh, BMI as well. So I hope this information was beneficial to you and that you would consider um, keeping up and keeping track with your numbers, even if you compare it from one test to another, from one year to another. What's most important is that we take care of our health, um, our mind, our body, our spirit, all in one, and that we look to living a long and healthy life versus a long and tedious life or uh, one with aches and pains and diseases and, um, of course, dying too young. So until next time, peace. Thank <laughs> you.